Ugh, Connor, every week we do this cold open and it takes so much effort. And I'm just too lazy today on National Lazy Day. I'm not, I'm not, I just can't do it. We can't do a cold open. Fine. It's the M word! Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor O'Brien. And I am your Lone Star millennial, Kyle Turner, live on the scene of this destroying planet Earth. There's a lot of fire and brimstone, as I'm sure you can imagine, but also a lot of cats? Take it away, Kyle. So many cats. There is so, I mean, you know, they call it cat, the cat city. That's what they call it. And... I don't know why, because I'm allergic, and so this could be a death sentence for me. I don't know why you requested I go to the scene. You know I'm allergic, and that really hurts um, everything in my body. So thank you so much. I... Kyle, uh, it seems to have we've seemed to lost have lost signal. I'm sorry. Can he's, you hear me? He's I, probably can you hear me? Uh, sh- he's probably oh, dead. Oh, oh shit! One uh, came up to me. Oh god. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, we haven't heard from closing. him since the report, but we'll keep you posted on what's going on. The main reason we ended up going into this bit in the first place was because Kyle's voice is actually going out, and he can't handle this deep bass. Actually, I think I think it's the only thing I can handle. Also, I'm back from the dead. The EMS have arrived. They killed the cat, which seemed unnecessary, but I kind of enjoyed secretly. How many news reporters actually report on their own deaths? <laughs> that's so. That's so true. We're missing such critical news. I feel like that should be the first thing you do after you graduate from journalism school is to give a report of your own death. And then they play that after you die. To be fair, I'm pretty sure most bloggers are preparing for that moment. Like that's pretty, they're just like reporting on every aspect of their life, hoping that eventually they will get to, you know, report their own death on their websites. And they're looking for those good, good hits. They want all those page views. Definitely. I know whenever I die, I will talk about one of the most liked photos on my Instagram page, which I've learned is people like pictures of me. They don't like pictures of things that of inanimate objects like I like to post. They like pictures of my face doing things that are super exciting, normally girlfriend-esque. Uh, and you know what I mean? We're just going to start talking about how to get better likes on Instagram, but more so after I die, you know I'm posting that on my grave. As as you, the listener, can obviously tell, this is a millennial podcast solving millennial problems, and, and that's what we're here over, to do. Listen, listen, wait. They're gonna they're gonna come over to my grave and they're gonna double tap it, so then they can like it for the last time. That's more okay. So you know how when you die, Facebook does like an in memoriam thing on your page, so that your yeah. Facebook page still exists, but it's managed by like a close family friend, and it's like in memoriam, and you're like sending messages beyond the grave. I do think Instagram should also implement that. I think that would be good. And then it's like or Snapchat. We put those Snapchat spectacles on the body during the memorial and live stream that. Oh shit. my god. That's the most millennial thing I've ever heard. Oh, you saw that one sn- thing, of, like I think it was a snap of a girl who who like snapped her like grandparents' funeral or something. Do you see that? Here's Sorry, a while I was back. I was taking a drink of water. I do. Apologize. Oh my god! Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I think we need to snap more and 
you know, critically think less. I think that's the way we're going. I think that's how we're going to solve all of our problems in this world. Also, but water. Not, we need water for the wildfires. But not here on the M word. Here we critically think and analyze all of the subject matter that goes betwixt our ears and comes out of our beautiful mouth horns. So today we're going to begin that beautiful mouth horn-esque sounds by jumping into our requested problem uh this week's we're gonna dig into the ancient astronaut theory yeah we got this topic suggested to us via twitter and i would like to thank rar 11 at rar 11 i'm pretty sure pulling up twitter now give me a little behind the scenes actions to see if it was rar 11 I can't actually find the tweet now because we're so very, we're blowing up on Twitter, Connor. We're just blowing up. There's so many millennials on Twitter. God, there's so many millennials on Twitter. Exactly. But I'm pretty sure it's RAR11. R-A-R-11. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Okay. Anyway, the, he, he or she said, I'd really love to hear what you think about ancient astronaut theory. And I said, I say what? That's my new uh, catchphrase, Connor, by the way. I'm trying that out. Um, it's just going to be like kind of throughout the show. And I'll just be like, I say what? Uh, a who? Oh, so you're kind of you're just like adding to my. So yours is kind of just like an extension of mine. Yeah, yours is kind of like yeah. So yours is like the epilogue to my kind of um catchphrase. Or it's yeah, it'll be like Tweedledee, Tweedledum. Know how contrarywise you'll say a what, and I'll say a who. Okay, I guess. Anyway, yeah, no, I hadn't heard anything about ancient aliens in any capacity. I just thought. I mean, it sounded pretty cool, right? Ancient aliens. Aliens went to space in the ancient times. No, I think it's coming from space. We went to the aliens and fetched them in our ancient times because we were we were worthy then. Well, here's something I didn't know. is that Because I knew about the show on History Channel, Ancient Aliens, because that guy's face is a meme where he looks kind of high and he's talking about aliens. And I remember that meme and this show ancient aliens has been on the history channel for like literally 15 years. It's kind of crazy. Hulu has a buttload of seasons on it, but I didn't know that they were talking about ancient astronaut theory. Like those are the same thing. It's so weird. Oh, see ancient astronaut theory sounds somewhat reputable. It does. It sounds, it sounds like, Hey, we must've gotten to the moon and like, you know, the nine 960s instead of the 1960s. Right. The 960s. What was even going on then? Oh, I, don't even, yeah. I don't even remember. I think the plague. I'm going to just kind of say the no, plague. I, I think know that that's wrong. I know that's wrong. That's like 500 years later. When did the Renaissance happen? That was like 800. Okay, Jesus uh, was born in like 500. I'm so good at history, y'all. What? No, Kyle. He was born in six. No, he was born in three. I was joking, but then you made me correct yourself. I'm pretty sure it was six, but whatever, Mister Catholic. No, anyway, he was born in three. Jesus, that's that's the that is the thing that I was surprised to read a lot about in the ancient aliens, ancient astronaut theory, which is super cool because I never I always thought of like Jesus as this super hippie, liberal, like off the cuff jazz man. And suddenly I'm reading these biographies about him being a super sciencey spatial astronaut gentleman. Connor, did you say you're reading biographies about Jesus? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
and not the Bible, <laughs> you idiot. You stupid. I'm talking about the secret biographies. The secret the, biography. The gospel of, according to Peter's cousin, Ma, um, Ma, uh, Mark. No, that's the, a real the one. The gospel um, according to uh, Mark's friend who who owns the shop next to Jesus. <laughs> it's the gospel according to Steve, who is the guy in Bethlehem who like hated Mary and Joseph and Jesus. He thought they were just like full of shit and he didn't like them at all. Right. So he started a diary and he had to keep like records. Jesus forgot to mow his fucking lawn today. He forgot to he forgot to shave his sheep so they're shedding in my yard. I'm about to say here's the problem though. They were, basically lived in a desert. So it'd be like they're letting their sand get everywhere. Their, their sand, sand is so is much everywhere. Everywhere it's so coarse and Now Con- Connor if if you're reading the gospel according to Steve, I hate to tell you all about the gospel according to Ralph. So which I have read. And the gospel according to Ralph, Ralph was also a guy who lived in Bethlehem and he bought um, a chair from Jesus that Jesus made. And the chair was like absolute crap. Like it fell apart. It only had three legs because like Jesus was trying to be innovative. It was, it's, it's much more about the chair than anything about Jesus. But I think (laughs) it gives us a glimpse into, because they don't talk about how many chairs Jesus made in the Bible. Nobody else is talking about this. Right. No. But going back we really didn't understand how much Jesus dedicated his time as a front of being a carpenter. And yeah, I'm also son of God, blah, blah, blah. Check me out. Guess what he's doing in his his ancient storage shed? What is he doing in that ancient storage shed? He's developing the first rocket. Or he's hiding the rocket that he came aboard the planet on as an egg oh my god he's not of this world they say it over and over again jesus was the first alien no he's not the first alien yes he's like like the so i legitimately watched a youtube video that was like is jesus an alien um and then it basically just said yeah he totally is which would make sense but i don't think no, but Jesus, the the pyramids existed before. Oh, Connor, I just had an yes. ancient astronaut theory breakthrough. Yes. Okay. According to this theory, uh, humans built the pyramids with the assistance of ancient alien astronauts, and they used alien technology to build the pyramids. And Jesus, according to the Bible, okay, the Bible, he had to go to Egypt because there was a king in you know, Bethlehem who was killing all the babies because he was afraid of Jesus and they went to Egypt. So what if that's where the aliens traded the Jesus baby for their own Jesus baby? Traded the Jesus. Oh, so wait, this was whenever Jesus was a, Jesus was a baby. Exactly. Or he was, he was like a year old and they had to go to Egypt. Yes. So they traded Jew, they had Jew Jesus and then they had Mars Jesus. Right. And they just swapped him. And that's why, so Jesus was born like a human, but then like they went to Egypt and that's of course where the aliens live. They live in the pyramids. We all get that. That's undisputed. Nobody says that's wrong. And they traded them. They just did the old changeling. They did the old changeling switcheroo. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. There's, I, I don't, I totally was willing to buy into Jesus being an alien slash uh, a prehistoric Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, a secret Elon Musk of the ancient times. Yeah. But um, uh, there's no way that 
ancient aliens lived and built the pyramids. That's no, they didn't. Humans built it, but they built it with the aliens. It was a collaborative, universal effort. What are you talking? No, what's what sky cranes do you think they're bringing down? Okay, did they go into specifics of the architecture? Like how how did they make that work? Humans can't build pyramids by themselves. We still can't. Nobody knows how to build a pyramid. It's it's physically impossible because we always end up with like a square. That's just how nature that's it's weird how nature do that. But it's weird how nature do that. It's so weird. And so the only way we were able to achieve a pyramid is because the aliens were like, yo, you y'all want a new shape? And we we're all like, hell yeah, we're getting tired of these boxes. Yes, give us these new shapes. We want I'm new so shapes. I'm so tired of these squares and and Cletus just came out, or what? what's a Jewish name? Cletus? <laughs> Did you say Cletus? I, I said Cletus, and Cletus then I was the like, Cletus. I remember that C-L-E. book in the Old Testament, the Psalms of Cletus. That's a good one. The Psalms of Cletus. My tractor didn't go through the lake. And that's... My, my favorite My favorite <laughs> Psalm of Cletus is, the Lord is my shepherd, un- unless I have a John Deere, in which case John Deere is my shepherd. <laughs> John Deere is my shepherd. I shall not want. John Deere is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me by tall grass and uh, fertilized <laughs> and, and, and maketh the short gla- grass. And maketh the short grass. It restoreth my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> he lead me by still waters. And oh and- no, Kyle, this is bad. We're actually quoting a Bible verse that I I like. That was probably the only Bible verse I memorized when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Was, that's the only good one. That's, that's the, only the only good, good one, one in there. That's it. It's just that one. The Psalm of Cletus. Please, God, help me. Help me with this Cletus Psalm. So, anyway, the Gospel of <laughs> uh, or the gospel of Cletus. What were you going to say about Cletus the Jew? Which was a very good Jewish name, by the way. Oh, man. I, I don't even remember. I couldn't. I could not jump oh, back That's probably in. for the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably for the best. I agree. So, ancient aliens, to be determined, I need to read more of the Bible. Connor, do you know who else built pyramids? Who? The the Incans, or the Mayans, I can't remember which one. Which one uh-huh. disappeared? The Mayans. The Mayans. The Mayans. They also had ancient aliens, because the Mayans, they were, I don't know if you know this, and this is all historically accurate. The Mayans were the first ones to discover the triangle, and they were like, yo, this is awesome. It's like one less than a square. And that they just they were drawing them in the grass all the time, and they loved it. They loved it so much. And then the um, astronaut aliens, um, particularly Cletus, the astronaut alien, flew over the ocean from Egypt, and he said, "Hey, imagine this. It's like a triangle, but in the third dimension." And at that point, the third dimension didn't exist yet. That was a new thing. Everybody was super flat. Did you, did, um, are you, fo- are you following up. my history? I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. You're jumping around so much. All I'm saying is, you know how at this point, if you watch, have you seen, um, what's that movie with Matthew McConaughey and failure to launch? No, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. If that's the first Matthew McConaughey <laughs> movie that you got pops into your head, that's so good. Uh, whatever happened to Kate Hudson? Where is she at now? Is uh, it? Hold on. What's the other one? How to lose uh, a guy in ten West days? Boys. Damn it. What's the one with the director who made The Dark Knight? Are that you one. serious? Interstellar. Interstellar. That's that's it. my that. absolute favorite movie of all time, dude. Uh, okay, so you know how in Interstellar there were a bunch of humans and they were like the aliens 
opened up a wormhole because they under they discovered the fourth dimension, which is right. like um, love or something. I don't remember that movie was super long, but they understood the fourth dimension because they were advanced back in the day. You know, the Mayans they only had two dimensions, and then the ancient astronauts they showed them the third dimension, and just like that, everybody became three dimensional. Okay, real fast though. So this actually ties back really well. So at the end of Interstellar, they realize it was us. It was us all along. Yeah. And so there was the future of them. So Kyle. By the way, here's hey, I don't what wanna, we're getting at. Before you do that, I want to say very good Matthew McConaughey impression. I don't want anybody to just like skip that over. That was a very good Matthew McConaughey impression. Thank you. That's probably the first time you've ever complimented an impression of mine that I've ever done before. So now that we have it on recorded audio, I'm very pleased. It's the only one you've um, ever deserved. Oh, Jesus. Thanks. Uh, no, Kyle, it's us. We are the ancient aliens. 50, well, that... 100 years from now. No, better. Kyle, who is the first ancient alien? Um, Elon Musk. Cletus. Oh, Elon Musk. Yeah. He used to go by Cletus. Not a lot of people know that. Cletus Musk. No. Yes. Goes back in time. He goes to Mars first, finds the portal develops the technology, goes back in time, and starts helping humans build shit right. from day one. Yeah, that's and and what is he doing now? He's trying to build, um, oh, I'm trying to innovate new rockets that will take us to Mars. No, he's not. He's just discovering the old rockets he used to use. He's like, and he keeps on forgetting where he lost it. He thought it was yeah. in the cave in, uh, in Brazil. Where was it at? Where was the, where was the cave where people were... were Alabama. No. Kyle, you know what I'm talking about. Alabama's the, more of a, a cavern the, of the soul. The submarine people, the kids who got lost, stuck in a cave. Malaysia. Thailand. I think you're right. I China. Think it's Thailand. Japan. At first, he, Japan. Was thinking, he was thinking that he lost his rockets in there. He was thinking he lost his rockets on Mars. He lost his rockets, and so he was trying to figure out where they were. What if Elon Musk's rockets are just in a parking lot on mars and it's like the one side of you know how planets work and how there's only one side of mars that we can ever see like the other side of mars is hidden forever until we go there there's probably like a huge parking lot over there that just says like cletus's rockets and that's where elon musk hid all of his Uh, rockets did i pick did i park on lot a12 or was it was it b12 but the thing is b12 is a hundred stories up it's a massive parking structure. There's no way he's going to be able to find it. Right. He's trying to... He, back then, they didn't have apps. Now, that's something we gave to the aliens. We right. said, whoa, check this out. We can make apps. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is legit. You're saying I can like open up this app and it'll listen to the music and tell me what the title of the song is? That's so cool. Welcome to 2008. That was and 10 years ago. Holy shit. I know. The, bir- the birth of the app store was the birth of... Of the doom of mankind. You know what else is the doom of mankind, Kyle? What? Millennials are. As everybody always says. But here's the problem with that. It's the adults, or the super adults as I call them, who didn't give millennials purpose to begin with, which is going to bring us nice and smoothly into our next section. Is it is it nice and smoothly? Because I, th- I feel like you were talking for a while. You kind of started that. And then this was more of a segue tour where like we went around a bunch of buildings and kind of, you know, point out some of the history. 
Yeah, and you're putting a big old tour right around the middle of it, Kyle. Well, well it's kind of, you know how at the end of every Segway tour, um, they talk about how cool the Segway tour was? That's a part of the tour, the history of Segways. This is an anonymous question from a listener. The questioner asks, is it normal to be a full-grown adult and to not yet discovered what I'm good at? I'm going to say yes, and that's the end. That's all we really need to know. I mean, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. What would you define full-grown adult as, though? What would that be? Right. I'm thinking like 40? Yeah. 30, I, I think it's getting higher, right? Because we're requiring more and more education. Right. So I'm thinking 40, 45. How old was the uh, Ronald McDonald guy when he started the franchise? Like 60? Mr. Ronald McDonald was a, a probably about 58. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Like roughly 60 years old. So I think we just take the person who is most successful at the latest point in their life, and that's whenever they are a fully grown adult. Yeah. And go off of there. Now, there's a second part of this question that says, to not ha- yet discovered what I'm good at. Right. I'm sure, and this is no jokes time, I'm sure that you are good at something. You just not have you just haven't deemed that to be valuable yet. Right? <laughs> okay, Oprah. I'm super good at at uh fucking at fucking? No. No, you're not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm super good at I don't know. I I'm 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 having trouble saying anything because I'm it's hard for because, me to Because because you're not a full-grown adult. Because I'm not 60 years old like Ronald fucking McDonald. Exactly. Do you know what Ronald McDonald was doing before hamburgers? He was making tacos. He was making tacos and he wasn't good at it. The tacos, they were filled with shreds of metal because he thought that'd be cool. But then the tortilla was also made of paper plates because he thought, hey, this will be cool. But you weren't supposed to eat it. It was confusing. He was like, it was an art piece, you jackasses. Stop putting yeah. in your gullets. Obviously, this is an art piece. And then he was like, wait, what if? And then he spreads he spreads out the tortilla flat, and then he puts another tortilla on top. And he's like, if only that were, this were thicker. If only. And also, what if we had a very creepy clown? That could mm-hmm. be cool. Right. If only this were thicker, and if only I were a clown. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Is he He committed to the clown role. For the rest of his years. And he lived to about 112, I think, is the um, history. Was he an alien? Hold on. I know we're going back, but was he an ancient astronaut? I don't know. I feel like if you were an ancient astronaut, you wouldn't have taken until 60 to figure out what the fuck you're good at. That's true. You'd be so advanced. You'd be looking at the fifth dimension and being like, burgers, yes, obviously, bring them. Obviously. Burgers beats Battlestar Galactica. I do hate that Ronald McDonald had to be molded into the cast that was then set into every McDonald restaurant where he was he was sitting on a bench. Have you seen that? Yes. There's a lot there's a cast of him, not a live cast. It do you mean move, like a statue? <laughs> Is that what you mean? It's a statue, but he had to sit in the cast first for them to to really mimic his wrinkles, his nose. It's a very difficult nose to, to chisel. Connor, you know what's actually really difficult about that is it's actually, it's like Santa Claus. So there is a real person inside each of those casts and they work for Ronald McDonald. And Ronald McDonald is in the South Pole collecting all of the children's um, Happy Meal toys. 
Straight up. If anything, Ronald McDonald is a version of Santa Claus. He's just giving it to all the the naughty boys and girls in the world. That's the coal. Yeah. Is he teases you with, with amazing toys. I remember so many, so many goddamn toys all in my toys. pockets. Never, never touched them. Never touched them. After the car ride home, they oh, were in yeah. the trash. The car ride home was always like when that toy might have been the greatest thing in the world. And then after 10 minutes, it was it was utter garbage. It was trash, mostly because it probably just melted into dust. I have I know what I'm good at. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm good at. But what I have not figured out is how to make money off of it and how to be a functioning adult person without any sort of worry financially to be able to you know do the thing that I'm good at. You right. know? Oh, dude, let me tell you. That's why for a minute I was going to do business in school. I was like, oh, my God, all I need to do is figure out how to make money. And then the more I learned about just how to make money, the more I hated it. Right. The more I hated the idea of doing something for sheer profit. Yeah. Uh, and although, yes, you could find the ethics in it of how this benefits society or these people, but it's it's because it is competitive, your purpose is still to outmatch somebody else's business or, in, in a lot of cases, outmatch the consumer, which that's what frustrated me the most. It isn't to provide options. It's simply to get them to get your thing right then and there. Right. You got to trick them because everybody else isn't a full-grown adult and they don't know what they want yet, so you try and trick them. So instead, that's why I decided instead, just get as much education as you can, and then hopefully people will just see that and then pay you a bunch of money. Be like, you're probably in a lot of debt. Here's some cash. And that's all you need, and that's why we thank so much our, our people who support us on Patreon. They, they're, they're the best people in the world. I Man, you could be that person, too. You can be the change you want to see in this podcast. Uh, yeah, kind of like that. The way that my... Uh, my voice did on that second the audio waveform looked like a dick had to bring it up continue Kyle um um, did you know that if you um cut a dick and count the rings then that's how um and that's how go ahead it's okay okay it's okay I'm just hold on I'm just I'm just nervous I don't know why I'm nervous I'm just like it's okay I'll just I'll just spit it out there just wiggle it out wiggle it out Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Did you know that if you um, cut a, a penis, if you cut a um, a penile a penide man, if you cut a penide man, uh, if you cut the penide the penis off, and you count the rings, that's how many serial killers there are in the world, and and at any point, and that's man. why it changes so often. That is so sad. Oddly, oddly, en- oddly enough. The man going around cutting the penises is in fact a serial killer. And so it's kind of like a it's kind of like learning about the competition, you know? Okay, how many are left now? How how did we jump here? I'm really confused. Well, I think maybe this person Is that wait, Kyle, wait, wait. What? That is not what you were good at. Kyle, you could find other things to be good at. Serial killing? No, 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 no. I'm saying don't do that anymore. Oh, not anymore. You're a fully grown adult. Can I finish Stop the one I just these... started? Can I finish what the one it? I just started? Uh, oh my god! Please. <laughs> There's blood everywhere, so like it would be super, it'd be super cool. Like if it... all right, all right, clean up your mess. But okay. then you got to stop doing these trivial baby things, Kyle. 
Hey, Ma. Ma, where's the bleach? Ma, the bleach. where's the bleach? My mom's the one. She's my helper. She's very cool. She's a very good helper. Such a good helper. Very good hamburger helper. His name is Ronald McDonald, and he's my mom. <laughs> That's it. Gosh, man. Honestly, if Ronald McDonald was a serial killer, I would believe it in a heartbeat. Straight up. But listen, if you don't know what you're good at, play with the things that you like to do. Because a lot of times, we do things because we're good at it, right? Or we do them because we we enjoy them. We're rel- You know what I mean? I was about to say, there's plenty of things that I suck at, but I still do because I find them enjoyable. Right. Like video games. I suck at video games. You should see me. I play Fortnite like I'm six years old, but I do love that stupid cartoon violence game. It's so much fun. So basically, if you're, if you're bad at it, stop doing it. Yeah. Only do things that you're good at. Right. And that's it. In in the words of Whoopi Goldberg from the classic movie Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, if you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Hmm. But it's it's actually it's actually kind of it's very cool. It's like, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere. How promised before we went on to the show that he wouldn't sing because it was going to hurt your beautiful ears. But he decided Better to do it anyway. Up, and I'm so sorry. Go Although he is providing a nice background for Better this sweet, sweet jazz. Attention. My name is Whoopi Goldberg. That's the end of the song. They always cut that out, but nobody ever includes that part of the, at the end. No, all jokes aside. Which is the people, subtitle of our podcast. All, yeah, straight up. <laughs> all jokes aside, people don't start off doing things that they're good at. That's the thing. Right. People don't start off their 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 lives being good at shit. So do the things that you're bad at and eventually you become good at shit. People don't like to talk about whenever Bach was just trying to figure out the piano and he was doodling around and he was a piece of shit just like everybody else. They right. don't like to talk about Picasso doing finger paints and his mom was like, "Oh wow, that's super cool." And it was trash. To be fair, I don't think Picasso's childhood photo or portraits and adulthood portraits were very very different. Because I kind of, I feel like they all look the same. Right. They did begin and end in the same way. But isn't that the nature of life? Yeah. I also think that you should just try a bunch of new shit. That's one of the things I loved about being a kid is you just got to try new crap all of the time. And nobody judged you for it. It was like the best. Your parents would like, hey, do you want to play an instrument? And I'd be like, I don't know. And they'd be like okay, I'm going to name a bunch of instruments and stop me when something sounds maybe even cool. And then I would pick piano and I learned how to play piano and I sucked at it and I still probably kind of suck at it. But boy, oh boy, do I enjoy it. You just got to try new stuff. Try new things. That's the name of this podcast. Try new things, all jokes aside. This isn't comedy. This is fun. And that's an even better place to wrap up this week's M word. Thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe if you haven't already, and leave a rating on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, at MWordPod. Get those good, good tweets. Good, good tweets, good, good memes, and good, good gifts. Send us an email with any of your problems like the last one did, uh, ck at MWordPod.com, or visit our website, MWordPod.com, slash submit and post it anonymously there. Nobody has to know you who you are. Nobody needs to know, in the words of Hamilton. I want to thank Cindia Martinez, who created our cover art and drew our cartoonish faces, and it's beautiful. And you can see more of her stuff and follow her life at at with love Cindy, S-I-N-D-I, on Instagram. Also, thanks Grant, my twin and friend, 
for producing the, the talented music. one. The talented one. Hey. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, for Millennial Juice Fluid and Ballad of a Desi Boy, the musical intros and outros to our lovely podcast. And also, if you haven't been to Patreon, you need to go. Go to patreon.com slash mwordpod. And if you give us a dollar a month to keep this very, very weird nightmare show going every week, then you get to hear exclusive little little clips from the show nobody else gets to hear we talk about we talk about sex and we talk about you know birthdays and, and we talked about um the, our dream vacation this week which is very important so thank you all so much for listening and as we always say john deere is my shepherd i shall not want he provides me with green pastures because it, it's a mower because it's a mower <laughs> <laughs> have a good week guys Bye-bye. bye bye Bye.